Chapter Twelve: Literary Assistance in Work of Ellen G. White. James White and others assisted. While my husband lived, he acted as a helper and counselor in the sending out of the messages that were given to me. We traveled extensively. Sometimes light would be given to me in the night season. Sometimes in the daytime before large congregations, the instruction I received in vision was faithfully written out by me, as I had time and strength for the work. Afterward, we examined the matter together, my husband correcting grammatical errors and eliminating needless repetition. Then it was carefully copied for the persons addressed or for the printer. As the work grew, others assisted me in the preparation of matter for publication. After my husband's death, faithful helpers joined me, who labored untiringly in the work of copying the testimonies and preparing articles for publication. But the reports that are circulated that any of my helpers are permitted to add matter or change the meaning of the messages I write out are not true. Letter two twenty-five, nineteen o six, published in nineteen thirteen, in Writing and Sending Out of the Testimonies for the Church, page four. Selected Messages, Book One, Page Fifty. E. G. White, feeling of inadequacy in 1873. This morning, I take into candid consideration my writings. My husband is too feeble to help me prepare them for the printer. Therefore, I shall do no more with them at the present. I am not a scholar. I cannot prepare my own writings for the press. Until I can do this, I shall write no more. It is not my duty to tax others with my manuscript. Manuscript three, eighteen seventy-three, diary, January tenth, eighteen seventy-three. Determined to develop her literary skills, we rested well last night. This Sabbath morning opens cloudy. My mind is coming to strange conclusions. I am thinking I must lay aside my writing I have taken so much pleasure in, and see if I cannot become a scholar. I am not a grammarian. I will try, if the Lord will help me, at forty-five years old, to become a scholar in the science. God will help me. I believe He will. Manuscript three, eighteen seventy-three, diary, January eleven, eighteen seventy-three. Sense of inadequacy in eighteen ninety-four. Now I must leave this subject so imperfectly presented that I fear you will misinterpret that which I feel so anxious to make plain. Oh, that God would quicken the understanding, for I am but a poor writer and cannot, with pen or voice, express the great and deep mysteries of God. Oh, pray for yourselves, pray for me. Letter sixty-seven, eighteen ninety-four. Refuting reports of changes in the writings. My copyists, you have seen, they do not change my language; it stands as I write it. My work has been in the field since 1845. Ever since then, I have labored with pen and voice. Increased light has come to me as I have imparted the light given me. I have very much more light on the Old and New Testament scriptures, which I shall present to our people. Letter 61A, 1900. Final reading of all writings published and unpublished. I am still as active as ever. I am not in the least decrepit. I am able to do much work, writing and speaking, as I did years ago. I read over all that is copied, 
to see that everything is as it should be. I read all the book manuscript before it is sent to the printer. So you can see that my time must be fully occupied. Besides writing, I am called upon to speak to the different churches and to attend important meetings. I could not do this work unless the Lord helped me. Letter 133, 1902 The Work of Marion Davis Miss Davis, a Faithful Assistant Marion had been with me about twenty-five years. She was my chief worker in arranging the matter for my books. She ever appreciated the writings as sacred matter placed in her hands, and would often relate to me what comfort and blessings she received in performing this work, that it was her health and her life to do this work. She ever handled the matters placed in her hands as sacred. I shall miss her so much. Who will fill her place? Manuscript 146, 1904. Marion is my bookmaker. Marion's work is of a different order altogether. She is my bookmaker. Fanny Bolton never was my bookmaker. Editor's note, Fanny Bolton, a newspaper writer, after becoming a Seventh-day Adventist, was drawn into Ellen White's literary work and soon after accompanied her to Australia. How are my books made? Marion does not put in her claim for recognition. She does her work in this way. She takes my articles, which are published in the papers, and pastes them in the blank books. She also has a copy of all the letters I write. In preparing a chapter for a book, Marion remembers that I have written something on that special point which may make the matter more forcible. She begins to search for this, and if, when she finds it, she sees that it will make the chapter more clear, she adds it. The books are not Marion's productions, but my own, gathered from all my writings. Marion has a large field from which to draw, and her ability to arrange the matter is of great value to me. It saves my poring over a mass of matter, which I have no time to do. So you understand that Marion is a most valuable help to me in bringing out my books. Fanny had none of this work to do. Marion has read chapters to her, and Fanny has sometimes made suggestions as to the arrangement of the matter. This is the difference between the workers. As I have stated, Fanny had been strictly forbidden to change my words for her words. As spoken by the heavenly agencies, the words are severe in their simplicity, and I try to put the thoughts into such simple language that a child can understand every word uttered. The words of someone else would not rightly represent me. I have written thus fully in order that you may understand the matter. Fanny may claim that she has made my books, but she has not done so. This has been Marion's field, and her work is far in advance of any work Fanny has done for me. Letter 61A, 1900. Marion's caution while working on Patriarchs and Prophets in 1889. Willie White is in meeting early and late, devising, planning for the doing of better and more efficient work in the cause of God. We see him only at the table. Marion will go to him for some little matters that it seems she could settle for herself. She is nervous and hurried, and he so worn he has to just shut his teeth together and hold his nerves as best he can. I have had a talk with her and told her that she must settle many things herself, that she has been 
bringing to Willie. Her mind is on every point and the connections, and his mind has been plowing through a variety of difficult subjects until his brain reels, and then his mind is in no way prepared to take up these little minutiae. She must just carry some of these things that belong to her part of the work, and not bring them before him, nor worry his mind with them. Sometimes I think she will kill us both, all unnecessarily, with her little things that she can just as well settle herself as to bring them before us. Every little change of a word she wants us to see. Letter 64A, 1889. Her faithful service is greatly prized. I feel very thankful for the help of Sister Marian Davis in getting out my books. She gathers materials from my diaries, from my letters, and from the articles published in the papers. I greatly prize her faithful service. She has been with me for twenty-five years and has constantly been gaining increasing ability for the work of classifying and grouping my writings. Letter 9, 1903. We worked together, just worked together. Marion, my helper, faithful and true as the compass to the pole in her work, is dying. Compiler's note, this was written September 24, 1904. Marion Davis died October 25, 1904, and was buried in St. Helena, California. I am leaving tomorrow for Battle Creek, yet my soul is drawn to the dying girl who has served me for the last 25 years. We have stood side by side in the work, and in perfect harmony in that work. And when she would be gathering up the precious jots and tittles that had come in papers and books and present it to me, now she would say, there is something wanted, needed. I cannot supply it. I would look it over, and in one moment I can trace the line right out. We work together, just work together in perfect harmony all the time. She is dying, and it is devotion to the work. She takes the intensity of it as though it were a reality, and we both have entered into it with an intensity to have every paragraph that shall stand in its right place and show its right work. Manuscript 95, 1904.